calling to let you know that Carolyn is a, a candidate for a cochlear implant. Welcome to My Beautiful Cyborg. I'm your host, Andrea Schwabi, and Caroline is my beautiful cyborg, and she's not here right now because, you know, it's it's a busy time before you get your cochlear implant, and now we can reframe that a little. It's the time before the cochlear implant and Christmas, so it's really busy, and our schedules are not working well. So Caroline has strolled over to the Edmonton Public Health Clinic at Bonnie Dune Mall uh, to get the last of her immunizations uh, that she needs before she gets her surgery. So for things like meningitis and other infections that you really don't want. Uh, And this is the only time I had to record. So I'm doing this and she's doing that. But you're still going to hear mostly her. And I'll shut up in a second. So to adapt the show because it didn't work out. Um, and Caroline enjoys conversation. She really does enjoy chatting with people. It's just really hard in groups. So rather than that normal episode where we talk, we're going to do her talking with other people. So we just mic'd her up, actually, and we've been doing that a lot lately. Just sort of, you know, do you mind if we throw a mic on the table? Because uh, her hearing is obviously on her mind, and it's guiding a lot of what we do. So we're going to listen in on conversations Caroline had with friends And we'll finally hear some important advice from Caroline's therapist assistant, who's kind of a technology consultant or troubleshooter for cyborgs. Um, She's the the person who knows the actual date on the warranty card and stuff like that. Uh, But first, because everyone on Caroline's treatment team was dropping hints constantly, we finally started the week last week with a jab in the arm and we got our flu shots. So that's the first thing you're going to hear is us going for a walk in the snow over to Bonnie Dune Mall to get our flu shots. So the city of Edmonton hosts the clinics, but I think the province of Alberta actually pays for the flu shots. Anyway, we walk, we chat, and then Caroline strikes up an implant chat with the needle nurse. And for the record, it was minus 15 when we were going out. Can you hear the squeaking of the snow? Yeah. <laughs> you can? I do hear it. Oh, what does it sound like? Well, I hear crunching. Yeah, yeah, a little squeaking. I just changed my hearing aid batteries too, mm. so hopefully they'll be... So what's it like when the batteries are dying? Like, I don't get that. Say that again? When your batteries are dying. They just get distorted. It, the sound gets distorted. At least, that's my impression. And almost quieter, where I end up increasing the volume throughout the day. I had a guest from Winnipeg today who said, like, whoa, (laughs) it's colder. Hello. Hi, for the two of you. How are you? Same address? Yeah. Well, I have an exciting reason for being here. Uh, I'm getting a cochlear implant next month. I work at a hotel, so the flu comes to me. Oh. 
Excellent. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and we do like you to hang out for about 15 minutes after. Just make sure your breathing's okay. You don't have any too rash or anything. If you're okay, yeah. then you're good to go. Are you the allergic type at all? Do you have any allergies? I, I have like a, a little bit of asthma, so it might sound oh, like I'm coughing right now, but okay. it's just because we walked over. So, Andreas, you're going to go first? Sure. You're in the hot seat. I'll go first. You first. Oh, so, have you always had hearing loss? Uh, I was about... Well, it's a genetic thing, my yeah. whole family stuff, so... Like, I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> Everybody used to... Yeah. So, uh, it, when we when we come out of our teens at about 20, that's when we all started losing our hearing. So, I've, I've, I've been aiding my, myself for all these years. I could hear a pin drop when I was 30. Even, even, you know, my mom or uh, Andreas's parents, like, you, you you know you're that age and, uh, and all of that, but I think, uh, I can stay here, can't I? You can, yeah, as long as you just turn, you want it on your left or your right arm? Right, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah. okay, well, that's Usually I have it on my left, mm -hmm. I carry it on my right, okay. but I do a lot of this with my left, oh, yeah. so well. I think I'm using that more. Okay. On the I had, sure. um, when we went to get the other shots, I, I had oh. both arms done, and my left was worse, and it was like, oh, okay. really, well, yeah. Right so thing. I'm just gonna, well, no I'm just switching it up a little bit. Oh. If it's sore, it's sore. That's it. I think about my mom, who was a grandma at 50. You know, when I'm 51. Yeah. And you are? She, oh, yeah. You look great. I couldn't peg you. I couldn't peg you at all. I was like, I have no idea how. You are too sweet. I was assuming you were younger, actually. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> See, because I grew up with a deaf. You know like, what? it's weird, because you probably have a better concept of that. If you ever lost your hearing, you would know. Well, because I do. I am. That, yeah, that's absolutely. how my mom and I, my, yeah. I grew up with a deaf mom. So, like, I've always, that's the only way I've ever communicated with people is. is right. Yeah, like, I don't yeah. To me, it's just yeah. polite. Right. <laughs> You've been wonderful. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. Chatting with you. Likewise. We're distracting you. I know, but it's so interesting. Yeah, and my mom will say today, she said, it's been such a long time since we've had a heart-to-heart. Well, we're always together with all the family. Oh, yeah. The part of that conversation you didn't hear for privacy reasons is where Caroline exchanged email addresses with the, the nurse so she could refer her mother to a better audiologist. And she does this all the time. She's always about hearing not just hers, but other people. So, next. What could be more natural than recording an actual conversation with friends, right? <laughs> totally normal. Our friends are kind of used to me, I think, being around with all the gadgetry and the media gear. And so adding a microphone in the room usually gets a question like, oh, is that like a new pepper grinder? So it's just sort of whatever around here. Anyway, the second conversation you're going to hear is with Frank Case. He's a mountain biking buddy and Frank's moving to Vancouver Island. So we wanted to record his voice so Caroline would be able to train with some audio once she had her implant. So when she sees him again, she'll be able to understand him. Uh, plan ahead, I always say. Obviously, that's way ahead. But first, we're going to hear uh, a conversation Caroline had with our very good friend, Barb. Barb is just a doll, and uh, Barb is also very forthright. And the conversation turned to uh, cochlear implants, and Barb had a question. That's the part for me that's fascinating. The whole process of after the surgery of learning to decipher speech. Going me from too. someone who was hearing to hearing impaired, to now getting an implant, and then learning to decipher speech. Right. Like that piece is the piece that I really 
struggle to understand. Well, see, that's the piece that I, I understand and I'm excited about because what I didn't realize is that having been aided is super beneficial when it comes to a cochlear implant. Um, and having been aided early mm-hmm. and having binaural aids as well. Because a lot of people just get one aid mm-hmm. for expense reasons or like for cost efficiency or whatever or they just don't want two aids they just want one and but apparently that history gives me an edge for (laughs) because my brain's already accustomed to hearing speech and understanding speech more so than an ear that's not aided does it make a difference so do any people get the implants who have had hearing impairments their whole lives, so they haven't heard speech, regular, what we, I guess, consider as regular as possible speech? I don't think that they... I'm sure there are lots of people who have implants who have never heard anything, but I don't think that that's as common as somebody like me. How many years again now have we known each other? 17 years. I was going to say 17. You've actually, you don't think you've noticed, you've actually experienced me going, getting deafer as the years have gone by. I think I noticed it today more than any other time that we've ever hung out. No, at breakfast. Oh, at breakfast time. Because of the way you're interacting with other people, unable to hear other people. And that's what I noticed the most. Because I leaned right in. (laughs) Well, you lean, but... You know, you're asking other people repeatedly what they were saying. And one of the things that Andrea said that made me realize maybe I have noticed, but I've slowly adjusted over the years as much as as you have, right? And I always would ride on one side so that I was talking to your good ear. That's right. Um, The chatting on the trail is tricky to begin with for me. But if it's going to happen anybody. at all, we have to ride side by side and you have to be on my left. <laughs> it's like there's just restrictions here. <laughs> Not deliberately, but that's, yeah. And I don't even think that I actually technically hear better on my left. I think that might just be a cognitive thing now because uh, I just feel more comfortable on that side. So I think it's because I wore an aid only in that side for a couple of years. And then I just kind of got used to that. So today, you probably noticed, like, when I was leaning into the cashier, is that what you mean? Or Well, when you were talking to the cashier, when she was kind of over-helping that other couple, and then you talked to her briefly, and yeah. you, you had to ask for clarification a couple times, and then when you were paying, or when, no, you were going to order your coffee, and she was telling us about the special. Yeah. And she had to say it three or four times. Yeah. Uh, noticed, noticed that as well, but it's not something I've ever really paid attention to it's just that's what it's like to talk yeah to you <laughs> well just for myself when there's not a cash register doesn't have the total um written anywhere like if it doesn't show up Non-visible. visually i just i just give them a bunch of money i just <laughs> i can hand over what i think it might be a little more than that and hope for some change <laughs> um or i have to ask them 18 times you know how much again? Sorry, what? Pardon? Uh, I think that I do occasionally miss a word that you say, but I don't worry about it because I can fill in the blank, whatever that blank might be. And clearly you haven't noticed that. Every now and then I'll notice that you 
didn't hear, but it's not really like it's important enough to... It's not like it's been important. It's not like there's like a greyhound coming and it's like, hey, watch out for that bus. I like to think there'd be no conversation at that point. (laughs) Just just push. Have actually come to think of it, have there been any safety things on the trail? Because sometimes when I'm riding, I will... Well, I'll always make sure you go first, but I don't think that has anything to do with my hearing. (laughs) I think we were out at Elk Island once and Andreas was having some problems with his bike and you were you had kept going yeah. so yelling at you was useless but to, like, to just kick it <laughs> yeah I had to catch up to you and then and that's one of the reasons I don't like being in the front I always like to be in the back because I can see what's happening with everybody and I don't have to worry about you know not knowing if somebody is lagging or whatever got hurt that has happened. Someone has been hurt, and I was waiting and waiting, and um, someone had to ride up to me as opposed to just hollering like any other person. And and um, also being at the back, if I get injured, I can just scream, and you guys will turn, <laughs> you'll turn around. I won't hear anything. <laughs> I think that you're right. People that you know that I spend time with just kind of get used to it. If you okay. want to hang out with somebody who can't hear then you have to adjust to the person that can't hear. If you want to hang out with somebody who can't see, then you got to adjust to people who can't see, right? It's just an adjustment. Well, Kate talked about speaking clearly with me and, and also with, you know, some other people that you know are struggling to hear, and you just do it naturally. And But she doesn't speak clearly to me. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> well, that's just normal. <laughs> Thanks, Kate, for speaking clearly to me. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I appreciate it. I've always appreciated that. I, d- I don't know. Um, there are small sort of incremental changes that have happened over the years. So I. You know what the biggest adjustment I made to communicate with you? Oh, I know. Was getting a cell phone. <laughs> That's right. That is the only reason why I got a cell phone. That's right. Because I couldn't. And then I had to get a cell phone that had a keypad on it because I couldn't, I kept trying to hit the two, 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 shit, two, 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 shit. T9. Remember T9? Oh, man. Yeah, it was a flip phone, right? It was a flip phone. It was Curtis's old StarTac version one that I loved because it had the best call quality ever and I lost that phone and then, but the only reason why I got a cell phone was to communicate with you set up bike rides <laughs> yeah that was the only reason yeah yeah back in the day when not everybody had a cell phone in their back pocket mm-hmm. uh and and I 15 years ago the only reason i got a cell phone was because pay phones started to suck so badly you i mean you couldn't find one that was operating properly or not slimed up or whatever uh and and we were on the trail so much that I needed to make sure that I had some way of letting Andreas know that, you know, what time we were going to be back or whatever. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool when you told me that. But really, you wouldn't have bothered, except that I couldn't really talk on the phone anymore, and it was text only. So. I never talked to you on the phone. Not once. We never spoke on the phone. No, that makes sense. Not once. And every now and then, I think twice I may have misdialed, like accidentally dialed you and then you text going did you just phone me <laughs> and i go through my call history yeah apparently i did 
Well, that was something that I didn't realize it had been that long, actually. I thought it had been closer to, I don't know. Obviously, it's been 17 years since I've spoken on the phone. If we've never talked on the phone. Yeah, we've never talked on the phone. Yeah. For the record, Caroline and I figured out that the last time we spoke on the phone was 14 years ago in 2003. So for whatever that's worth, um, I think it was with cell phones at that point. Anyway, uh, we're going to end today with another collage. This one is, uh, we've talked about this clip forever, so I'm glad we're finally using it because I'm just sick of holding on to it. This is the shopping trip that Caroline took to the Glen Rose Rehab Hospital. In case you missed it, Caroline had to choose the manufacturer. So there are two major manufacturers that she gets to choose from. There's Cochlear Americas and uh, Advanced Bionics or AB. And Caroline went with Cochlear. So she had to choose the manufacturer. So she chose Cochlear. She had to choose the audio processor, which is like the hearing aid. And she's chosen the Canso, which is more like a bolt than a hearing aid, honestly. Uh, and then accessories. And she also had to select the side of the head that she wanted the implant um, installed, which is weird to say. It's really fun to say, I got to admit. Anyway, so the therapist assistant who was answering questions and helping, uh, her name was Marai Bonkowski. And she was answering all of Caroline's questions. She was great. And she also shared the most important piece of advice every cochlear implant uh, candidate hears over and over and over, and I'm going to let you hear it from Mariah. So we'll give the last word to her, but before we do, I just want to say thanks for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes or Google Play uh, or your favorite app like Podcast Addict, uh, and visit the blog at mybeautifulcyborg.com. We'll have another episode soon, and now the shopping trip at the Glen Rose and Mariah. Today's meeting is choosing a device whichever from the companies, Advanced Bionics or Cochlear Americas, to see what works for you as a patient. That you can actually see the equipment and not just see it on a piece of paper. It's different when you have it, an actual piece that you can touch and look at. There's so much to take in. This piece goes with this piece and this is what makes it work and this piece goes with that ways and makes it work and it's like excitement but anxiety of is this going to work? Is this what I really want? Is but man, I might be able to hear, right? right? Like I have elderly patients who go to family functions. They can't hear their grandchildren, right? They'd be thrilled to hear their grandchildren and have a conversation with their grandchildren, right? Or their wife or their husband. And it's cool to see them when they come back and they get there after their first appointment. And I've sat at, mostly I work with pediatrics, but I've once in a while I'm in with adults too. And then you're like, Wow, I can hear that. Mm. I heard that. That is, you need to wear it all the time for it to work. Because your brain needs to learn everything new again, right? It's a different sound. So, wearing it all the time is what it is. Number one. Number one. My beautiful cyborg.